Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Welcome. I am honored and mm, feeling a little easeful today, a little gentle on my body today to be sharing and hosting and honoring this time of, wow, mid-September here in Michigan as we're in a transition of the seasons that's uh, kind of got this curious ups and downs to it. It's really interesting to watch the way in which my body's like, we're heading into fall. No, we're not. We're heading into fall. No, we're not. And so just honored to be sharing on this path of sacred sexuality and consciousness and on topics that might feel a little scary or uncomfortable or we might feel shy about sharing and speaking about. And this is that journey of celebrating and honoring who we are, being who we are. So this show includes meditations, discussion, awareness, education, and just facets of our sexuality and consciousness that we often don't give ourselves that chance to explore. So we are exploring, and I invite calling in today, really creating some space to bring some of those of you who listen in, and I know many of you do listen in, and I know you might feel really shy about calling in, and I just want to encourage, really personally encourage that it is okay to call in and be invited into the space of live show. Um, trust me, together we can navigate this because uh, I might be just as nervous as you are. <laughs> so we'll just like dance in that together. So let yourself be you and to uh, reach out. And it doesn't even have to be that there's a question with an answer, right? It can be a curiosity, an offering, a sharing, something that really wants to be heard. Bring it in. Let's see where we go today. I, I put this out there on the love forums uh, to say, hey, uh, I have been sharing fairly solo on this program. There's occasions we bring in other folks, um, but fairly solo over these years. And this morning just got real clear, like, ah, here we go, community. Step on in with me. I welcome you to see and to be with um, each other. So just kind of seeking that support today. We'll see where we go. And as we always do, where we're going to begin, <clears throat> is with a little breath and plugging into the body. So let's start. <sighs> Invite an exhale with sound. Feeling your belly, acknowledging your breath, ah, acknowledging the deep space of your pelvic bowl, the womb, 
letting yourself be here now in the moment. And what that means for me is like the way in which I often pull really forward in my body and and I notice it when I take a breath and slow down. I'm really forward sometimes, even, you know, on this call. I'm really forward and active with the microphone and I'm right here engaged. And can I settle and notice that there's a space behind me and allow my center, my midline to have some spaciousness? Little subtle body movements that give me some clarity up through my spine into my head. And slow my awareness down from that forward, forward, I have to do the next thing in the next minute, to simply being here now. Thinking less about the forward, the next thing. Thinking less about, oh, that thing that happened in the past. And can I be really exquisitely present to the sensory experience of being alive in my body in this moment? And as I say that, I feel tingles coming down the outside of my right upper arm and a little coolness across my left fingers, a sensation of pressure and a little almost stickiness between my fingertips and my thigh. And as I shift my fingers, I notice the way in which that stickiness like pulls and draws me back in magnetically to rest my fingers once again. So taking a moment in your body to really deeply notice a sensation of your experience in this moment. Is there a temperature or a movement a curling or an unwinding, a shifting or a softening, a gripping, or a <sighs> widening. And just notice. And with that noticing, be gentle and not judge it. Just notice it. Hello there, sense of stickiness at my fingertips. Smile and notice it. I call it meeting the body with playful curiosity instead of fear and mistrust. And oh my gosh, how long I've lived in mistrust and fear and still still do tap into that. And more and more and more, I notice the ways in which I trust myself to let go into playful curiosity. And that's my invitation. Notice your body without judging, playful curiosity. (sighs) And with that breath of gratitude, I invite for your body, gently widening your awareness and coming back into the space to be here now. Oh, yay. Awesome. So, as we begin today, again, those of you calling in, like I welcome if you'd like to call in and join me live, don't be shy or be shy. That's okay. Be shy and come on in. 
because I'm shy too. <laughs> we can be shy together. And as we settle in, um, some seeds to plant on things to explore, whether it's your own unique question or curiosity or the ways in which we're really hard on ourselves and exploring that. What's it like to notice the ways in which we might beat ourselves up or, or like say we're not good enough or um, one thing that comes to mind really strongly for me personally, especially sexually, was a, a time when I used to get really worried about my orgasms taking too long. Um, oh my gosh, was this a story for me for decades, like literally the first couple of decades of my sexual experiences on this planet were um, filled with not being able to have an orgasm much at all. Um, and I've talked about that before. I feel like I've talked about when, when I couldn't have an orgasm or, or I had to have it only quote by my own hand. Like, so if I was with a lover or a partner, there might be this, this way in which I would be like, okay, that feels really good. But then um, you know, I'd be like, well, almost like, never mind. Let me, let me take over and do it myself. So there would be this way in which I would shut down from the pleasure. But what I realized was in there um, really strongly. And it was, it came through all the time. I remember it quite directly was, oh, just this fear swirling around in my head. And um, I'm, you know, like this fear of, of, oh, no, I must be taking too long. I'm boring them. What, what are they, you know, what are they thinking about me? Um, I, I, I'm not fast enough. I'm not good enough. And like, so it would shut down the pleasure. So it was this really interesting way in which I had a vicious cycle of starting to feel pleasure, but shutting it down. And so then, of course, that fights right against the very thing that I was looking for, which is to try to let go in pleasure. And of course, I'm not. So it was a vicious cycle. And it's something that I've seen over and over. And for me, um, and, you know, I offer that as a, a bit of a one of the ways in which we beat ourselves up and how that really impacted It impacted my sexuality for years. And later I came into ways of unwinding and unlocking that, which has been absolutely exquisite. So I am noticing we have a caller. Yay. I am going to bring this person on. Hello, Chanika. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Yes, Chanika. Hi. Ah, hey, great. I was having a little technical difficulties on my end. Hi, welcome. So I see you're calling in from Georgia, yes? Yes. Wonderful. Hey, it's great to have you. Thanks for coming on. Um, do you want to share your question? Yes, I'm in a relationship with a woman. It's been about a year now. And um, I always wonder, can two women um, exchange sexual energy? And how can I raise my the vibration, the sexual vibration, within um, a same-sex relationship? Ooh, yummy. Yes, absolutely. The answer is yes, you absolutely can within a same-sex relationship. Um, I honor there as many connections and ways in which we explore our sexual identity and gender preferences as there are beings on this planet. So, um, and so then the question is, I think I heard you say is how do I raise the vibration of that relationship with this partner? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, what I'm hearing in that is, um, 
a couple of a couple of things. The the nature of our sexual using and and honoring our sexual sexual energy. I'm going to invite within our own bodies is one of kind of reclaiming it from the place of wow, sex is only about this thing in the bedroom and kind of putting it over on the shelf for that only, you know, reserved for that time. And to say, no, wow, you know, what's it like to open to our life force energy, our sacred sexuality as, as the vibrational ecstatic currents that are available to us in life? And as we open to meet that and trust that in our own bodies, that we can work with that and relate with that with our lover, with our partners on how we connect and um, invite together to raise that energy. So when you say raise vibration, I can kind of interpret that in many ways. One of the ways is, is that really I believe we're all here on this planet to kind of as a soul journey um, to really explore and um, transform, make shifts at a soul level, you know, as we're energetic soul beings in a physical form. So at, through this physical body that we're in, as we relate with other beings and with our own energy, we are doing that very thing. We are learning, growing, transforming, changing, making shifts, releasing old ways in which patterns from our lifetimes have um, held information that maybe have now come to closure and completion and we say, wow, this is, I no longer have to carry this limiting thought or belief. I can rely on the resources I've built in my life and let that piece unwind and now open a new, a new place. So we can do that with our sexual energy and self-practice and yes, with a partner, whether, and, and a partner of the, of the same sex. Absolutely. To me, it's about being intentional with how we are working with our sexual energy. So maybe, maybe we explore that. Maybe if, if there's some curiosity, how do I begin that journey? It's have a conversation around that desire that, hey, I want to bring this intentional, sacred intention to our sexuality, which simply means bringing awareness to. You know, it doesn't mean it has to be all like, um, you know, on the side of the mountain, kind of pristine. It can be raw and gritty and maybe uncomfortable. And we might even through our sexual energy meet grief or anger or other raw, intense emotions that frankly are the portals, the gates into our raising of that vibration. Because if we are having any sort of emotional withholds with our partner, anything that's not serving, um, then we're going to have a hard time letting go to really connect. So as we meet this energy, the energy will guide us and the energy will say, well, but this is coming up. And instead of saying, well, but this is coming up, I don't want to deal with it right now and shoving it away. My invitation in this path is can we create the safe space, the container to meet that energy and let it unwind, let it have its processing, let it have its completion so that it's no longer something we're walking around with. And then that creates space together where we can now mm, breathe that up and bring it through our bodies, which is another way I think of as raising vibration. So it's kind of like how do we meet, the, meet and find the clarity in the space in our own body and then meet and find and meet that with a lover, with our partner to co-create a safe container together to say, hey, let's, let's bring up whatever does come up as we meet deep sexual energy let it be heard in safety and clarity so that it can unwind. And then we can journey this path of pleasure together. And that 
to me has a couple of roots in the safe container, like really opening a conversation with and deepening that space with our partner and then asking and connecting with spirit to say, Hey, we want to co-create in this and can we get some guidance and let that energy um, come in and guide us. So thank you, Tanika, for your question. And I'd love to hear how's that, how does that feel for you? Additional question. Um, How can you tell that you you and your partner are um, are on the same, I guess, vibration? Hmm. You know, it's interesting because I was finding as you're using that word, if that what that means for you. So, give me a little bit more of. um, Is there an example on? what you're noticing in your experience that you would be willing to share that could give, give me a little more to go on on that question? Um, I'm thinking uh, there's a flow, I believe, like um, a flow with one another. Things are easy. Yeah. Okay. So, so then what so are you asking about with the flow? Um, you said what about what I what I am. So you talked about when you feel like a vibration, the vibration is similar with your partner, there's a flow. Are you asking how to, what are you asking about that flow? I guess restate Um, your question now. (laughs) Thank you. um, I don't know how to explain it. Oh, you're doing great. Do you feel like you're stuck and don't have a flow sometimes? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, no, it's not that. I guess just, I don't know. I guess I grew up with thinking like, okay, a man should be with a woman. You can't really um, procreate unless it's a man and a woman. So I think in my mind I always had that thought, well, what if you're in the same sex relationship? Oh, okay. Thank you. That's really helpful. Thank you. Let me see if I can offer a few words around that. Um, Yep. So um, as I'm hearing you say, like, wow, you know, I thought I was kind of brought up with this. I'll say my journey of of it, right? I was sort of brought up with that same expectation. Like, oh, yeah, you know, and it's sort of ingrained everywhere. People ask us from when we're really, really little, you know, okay, have you met a boy yet? You know, and like all these questions, it's this like this expectation that gets set up um, in my experience that can be incredibly limiting. And so I think what I'm hearing you say is given all of the sort of social programming around that should have been opposite sex to have really deep sexual connection or um, I'll use another word here to bring the polarity into the creative, juicy, like flow space into the relationship you have to have, you know, you have to have a male and a female. And what I want to invite is that we can tap into that polarity. So let's, let's pull those two pieces apart. To me, we're, we're unwinding these archetypal qualities of a dynamic of receptive penetrative or yin and yang, or fiery and watery. If we just think of them that way, those types of qualities and take gender out of it and explore what's it like to dance in those qualities, to cycle through them, no matter what our bodies, like no matter what our physical form is, 
what is it like to meet the qualities of yin and yang or receptive, penetrative or fiery, watery in ourselves? Because we're going to dance in both of those in our own beings, no matter how, what body form we're in or how we identify in gender, but that we can now dance in that flow of like the times in which, whoo, you know, I want to open and soften and be wide with my lover and wide with my partner and be, you know, fucked open to God, so to speak, like that I can just really be receptive and juicy and very yin and wide. And then there's times and it might be right in the same lovemaking where, no, you know, I'm ready and I'm like driven and it becomes more driven and it becomes more outward. And now I'm in a penetrator place. I'm, I'm active. I'm focusing. I'm directing that energy. I'm guiding it. You know, I'm breathing and I'm, whoo, I'm the one that's like focusing it and directing it. Now I'm in a more fiery place. I'm in a more penetrator active place. And that, that, again, isn't dependent on my gender or my identity. And same with my lover. They may dance between those two. And then we may find in those that we, we find an intimate connection with, often part of that zaza that happens is we might have qualities of the way our chemistry, our polarity with each other. So my lover might be in a real penetrative place and I'm in a real receptive place. And that polarity of the two, that dynamic, because it's like that yin and yang symbol even shows there's little pieces of like they, they flow together. You know, it, it's like we they're a cycle. It's a spiral. It's letting ourselves build in fiery action to whoo, cascade into a watery, fluidic, spirally, receptive place or emotional place. And. So they play on each other. They play on each other within our own bodies. And they also, they play on each other and we cycle and spiral through them with our lovers. So that dynamic absolutely is real. Now, what I think has happened is a bunch of people made the assumption that that dynamic only looks one way and that male-bodied people are in a penetrator active place and female-bodied people are in a receptive um, sort of uh, wide place and that that you have to have, so that's why you have to have a man and a woman together because that's the way sex works. And I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> no, we are unwinding that. So how does that feel, Janika? Does that is that hitting upon where you were asking? Yes, yes, it is. So you say yeah. sometimes, because see, I'm I'm fire, and she's an Aquarius, and I'm a Leo. So you're I a Leo. You're the fire. Where, you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I can see where we take turns at times. Like sometimes I might, you know, be a little dominant in certain areas, and then sometimes she might be a little dominant in certain areas. So we sort of take turns, I guess. Perfect. Yeah, and how does that feel when you take turns? Or, you know, let that flow and just listen to it? It's wonderful. Yeah. Trust that. Trust that wonderful. You know, that's what it's about. It's not what anybody else tells you is right or wrong. So I'm so glad you're reaching out. And, yeah, just releasing the societal pressure that says it's supposed to look some way and go, oh, it feels really good when we dance in the energy and let it flow back and forth between us. Yeah. Right. Celebrate that for you. Great. Right. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Shanika. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, see you next time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye.
And beautiful. Gratitude to Chanika. We are going to head into a short break um, as we just uh, continue our journey today with sacred sexuality. So let's take that pause and we'll be back. Listening live to Body Mind Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, September 18th, 2018, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646 378 That number again is 646 378 We look forward to your call. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Yay! Welcome back. Awesome. So as we're exploring with that question, oh, so yummy to really acknowledge the beautiful polarities and dynamics of our bodies, no matter how we express in gender and sexual preference and identity. And to really give ourselves the freedom, excuse me, hmm, the freedom to be exactly who we are and to trust and love who we are. And uh, that um, journey of really kind of reclaiming our own joy and pleasure and experience of being alive from the other, you know, what other that is, whatever, whether that's society or some culture around us that, or our parents or whatever that try to tell us it should look some other way. And to trust our bodies around what is our way. Our, our way is known uh, really well within our own bodies and giving ourselves permission to listen to and trust our bodies to me is a big part of what this path's about is reclaiming this relationship in the way we know what we know from within and to um, trust when that truth aligns. And we can feel it. You know, when I say trust it, to me, it's been a journey of really, this is not overnight. For me, I, I, I went down a really fiery, active path of kind of building a lot of walls and putting up barriers and shields and acquiring stuff and finally getting the kick in the ass that said, you gotta, you got to crack this open a little bit here, sister, and uh, let go of the reins. And, and as I did, it was an overnight but I started to slow down and to listen. And as I did, my body began to reveal the messages. And at first, pretty loudly, because they, I think my body had been screaming for so long that um, there was just a lot of loud chatter at first. And as I listened to those and unwound those, you know, the subtler places started to reveal. And what I started to recognize was, oh, there's ways in which my body can communicate with me, not just the screaming messages, but the subtle yeses, you know, the tingles that go up my spine that says, yes, you are aligning with your truth. And that that may align with something outside, but it doesn't have to. And it, it may be that somebody's telling me something that I'm like, yes, I so agree with what you're saying. <clears throat> but it's not just that, well, somebody is saying something and, oh, I must trust that that is, their, that is my truth because they're saying it. I have, there are ways we can try, you know, do this checkpoint, you know, listen to our 
the guidance outside of us. And of course we have that. And I encourage it, our community and the way we can really co co-create and relate with other people, whether that's formal teachers and guides or friends or other beings we just bump into, but we're all teachers for each other. And what are the ways we can trust when our body cues us into, yes, like this is my truth, not just something I'm taking um, as stock from somebody else. That, you know, that's the, the, the invitation that I have is what way can we recreate and rebuild our relationship with our body in such a way that we begin to trust its guidance and its messages. And that gets back to a little bit of the sharing for the, the you know, ways in which we beat ourselves up when we think we're not doing it right. When we think, you know, we think we shouldn't, we shouldn't be loving this person or we shouldn't be um, doing it this way. Um, whether that's different types of sex, sexuality, you know, oh, you know, a lot of people carry a lot of shame around anal sex or anal play. Oh, I shouldn't do that. It's wrong or bad. And releasing and reclaiming like the places that, that our body guides us to, to explore pleasure, to meet that. And that anal sex and anal play is not bad or dirty at all. It's how do we meet it? What, what do we need in it? And I invite there, there are some things to consider we talked about this on another program, actually, things and ways to consider to help ourselves feel safe to let go into that type of touch. And sometimes it can be the question of, you know, with anal play and touch, and as we're working with anal penetration, there is the, the blatantly obvious human reality that, hey, there's, there's poop in the, in the rectum. And there could be. Uh, there isn't always poop existing in the rectum, but it is where the, the, as we eliminate, right, the fecal matter moves through the rectum. So there's no surprise that that becomes a part of the experience at times. And that alone is something that has a lot of shame for people. And to really go, hey, what if I use a glove, you know, with a finger? And then I can just take the glove off and throw it away. And so there's not the same question of, of um, worry about contact. And then that also keeps it clean so that now you have a clean hand and it can come in contact with other parts of the body, like the vulva and the vagina and the urethra, where we wouldn't want to introduce fecal matter for risk of uh, possible infection. So those types of things, once we just create that safe space and says, okay, this is what I need or this is what I want to hold for that type of contact, now like, ah, it opens up this delightful experience that I might be able to relax into slowing down and meeting something new. And, you know, the other piece of it, I remember a beautiful, a beautiful being that I met say this, like it, 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 well, that the quote was something like, just because you play golf once doesn't mean you're a golfer. And the reference was actually to sex with a certain type of partner. So for example, someone in a male body who wants to have sex with another male bodied being and feels really shy or ashamed about that because they thought they're supposed to only have sex with women or female bodied being. And um, that, wow, you know, exploring what you like and exploring what you don't like means you're going to try things maybe that you thought you liked and you find out you don't. And so just playing and experimenting and exploring in a context that feels safe and good for you is awesome. And it doesn't assign you a label just because you're curious about or interested in contact with someone of the same sex doesn't mean you're automatically in the label of 
of an identity of, say, homosexual, if that identity doesn't resonate for you, it's not yours. And yet you still may like to have that exploration. And that's absolutely a-okay. And that's um, a really beautiful way to look at it is like, why do we think we need to put ourselves in labels and in boxes? There's so many labels and boxes in this world. Let's, let's release a few and let ourselves be authentically who we are instead of having to force ourselves into boxes that somebody else says we're supposed to fit in. So the other thing, so I mentioned earlier, one of the things about that I had been in my part of my journey was this worry that um, I take too long in orgasm and how much that showed up and how much repatterning I had to bring in to really let myself delight in taking all the time that wants and needs to be present for this sexual, juicy, yummy experience and letting it have its full place of possibility. And I want to come back to that because I want to speak one of the big things that helped me release it was frankly the exploration that I began. So this was all when I was in a realm of um I kind of put myself in the heterosexual box. I thought that's what I should do. And it was fine. I mean, that was what I, I also liked. I was in a partnership for many years and um, with a, a person, a man. And then that, um, during that time and during some of my other times, you know, really finding that I was, like I said, worried often that I was taking too long to reach a climax. And I never actually could with a partner, it had to be by my own hand and in a certain way, like nothing inside my yoni, my legs kind of down and tight and squeezed, a very outward um, pointy kind of energy um, or more like inward actually kind of a drawing. The energy was kind of drawing in and up and like, you know, an intake of breath and, and that sort of um, pointy energy of driving towards a climax that sometimes then I couldn't reach, you know, I felt like it was right over the corner and I just couldn't, I couldn't let go into it. And then I'd be beating myself up because I was taking too long. And it wasn't until I started to slow down and I had a partner who lovingly helped me reset that and said, you know, like slowed me down and was like, said my name out loud and looked me in the eyes and, Hey, Leslie, I'm, I'm here with you. You're here. You're here with me. They could feel me disconnect. Like I was just checking out of the building, grasping for this thing, but I wasn't even available in my body at the time. And so that helped the journey. But also what helped was as I did have this um, experience, this spiritual awakening that sort of woke me up to slow down that I mentioned before, that I started to connect with new lovers and to be in sort of exploration of my sexual energy. And I started to recognize that, wow, wait a minute, I'm kind of interested in being with a woman. What, what, what does that look like? And so as I did, then I had all these questions in my head, like, like, cause I was like, Oh, this is really neat. And I'm curious and it, it's a fun to explore. And then I started to judge myself like, Oh my gosh, am I a lesbian that got it wrong for 16 years? <laughs> or, and I'm like, well, there's that box again. Right. And then I'm like, no, that's not it. I'm still interested in men. But then bisexual didn't feel right. It felt too limiting because it assumes two. It assumes that there's a binary, that there's a switch to flip. And I really believe there's not. And then word at the time that came through that's probably been the best word I've heard for me, if I have to pick one, is omnisexual. 
which to me is very much wide. It's like, yes, no matter how we identify in gender or not, right, non-gender, gender neutral or non-binary, um, third gender, no matter how we identify in gender, plus also opening in sexual energy and aliveness with the tree, with nature, with the sun, and being aware of the way in which my body can open to ecstatic currents and be alive. That, to me, was a part of why omnisexual made more sense. It was a very wide definition. So, to come back to what I was sharing about on this whole, well, I'm nervous I'm taking too long during sex or during trying to reach an orgasm. <clears throat> As I started to connect with lovers of, of multiple genders, and I was with a woman, and I started to realize the gift. So as we built and she experienced an orgasm, that there was this wave in which, like, that just felt really different to me for some reason than the orgasms of my male-bodied lovers. And there was this aha moment, and maybe it was just because now I'm with a person who has a, a body with vulva and vagina similar to the way I have vulva and vagina, and maybe it was that similarity, but something clicked where it's like, this or- what a gift! Like, this orgasmic experience that we co-created together that moved through their body, moved through mine in, in its own way, but was really sort of initiated as their orgasm, we'll say. It's interesting how they blend. But that, what a gift that is to me, that together in co-creating that, there's this joy that we're creating love and energy and we're, there's like this nurturing magnetic cocoon of a bubble that forms around our bodies and we can breathe it in and delight in it. And that it, it clicked. I went, oh my gosh, why would I think that someone's ever taking too long? Like I, I delight in this shared experience of pleasure. Like if I can offer, you know, moving and directing energy in a way that, that they can let go in this way, what a gift that is. And when I could see it from that perspective of being the giver, so to speak, and flip it around, then my ability to let go as a receiver in, it increased or improved because I could recognize the gift I was offering my lover in simply be receiving and being fully present with them and their energetics. And that when I realized that I was offering a gift that as a receiver an inconvenience, I wasn't taking too long. I wasn't being bad in all the ways that I had written the story. It was so liberating. And I started to really um, gratefully have lovers that, mir- that mirrored that with me and beamed that with me and said, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yes we can be here all day and I'm in heaven. <laughs> like, and as I started to claim that and really own it, you know, it really opened up where that shows up less and less and less for me. It'll occasionally peek its little head in. And often when that happens, I can giggle and it just, you know, wiggle that one to the side. It doesn't, doesn't claim presence in my fruit as a fruit fly in the way some of my experiences with it have in the past. Um, and fruit flies we've talked about before as well, but um, are just this way that these things come up. You know, these things come up and we swat at them. Why are you here? And I invite, ooh, really important to see those. Really important. 
So let's take another break and a breath, and we'll come back in just a few moments. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie has a detailed website. You can find radio podcasts, videocasts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing list sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Leslie offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Skype or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. There are also options for home study practices. Sacred sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website. Again, leslieblackburn.com. Reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements. More information at the website. And if you like what you've heard today and want more, there is now a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. See all the details there. Again, the URL is patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. And now back to your host. Leslie Blackburn. Hmm. Yay. Welcome, welcome back. Ah. So beautiful. Thank you, Janika, for your courage and grace to call in and chat, share, ask questions. I welcome it. And especially today, it was feeling really lovely to feel to feel you and to feel others coming in and circling in, spiraling in, listening, feeling. And I encourage you to join in sometime live. Join me in the call. Share your curiosities and questions. And let's take a moment now once again to really be in and acknowledge our bodies. And with the breath, a breath of gratitude and love for recreating these relationships with our own organism. You know, as an infinite being in finite form, we have this grace, this gift of a body. And not all beings get a body, but we get one. And when we get to be in a body, we get to relate with the world, and that's how we learn and grow. And that's really amazing. And even when there's times we aren't happy with it, we're you know, fight with it or we think there are parts that aren't right or aren't good enough, I want to invite shifting our awareness to acknowledging our bodies as being divinely sacred, our sacred body that has so much wisdom, 
the wisdom of the universe within. And we have the keys. We, so we have not only the wisdom, but our, we have our keys. We have the keys to unlock it if we give ourselves permission. And that begins with slowing way down. Let's slow down, listen, and honor. Gratitude, gratitude, sacred body. I invite you to join me now in my sacred body pledge as an offering to take this with you. Your sacred body pledge goes something like this. Hands on your belly or pelvic bowl. Let yourself say, "Mm, hello, sacred body. I'm going to do my best to listen to you. I'm going to do my best to listen to you and honor your messages. And as I do, I'll probably make some mistakes, and that's okay. When I screw that up, I'm going to do my best to be gentle on myself and to, to listen deeply to your wisdom and honor its messages. Thank you, thank you, body. And thank you, spirit. With deep, loving gratitude. Mm. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is available for private sessions, and you can find out more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.